Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Impolite Company. I'm your host, Scott Wingeter. On today's show, we have a very special guest, uh, Charles Nuenum, who is the president of a veterans organization here in Montgomery County called Veterans, Entrepreneurs, and Leaders. Charles, welcome. Yeah. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me, Scott. My pleasure. So uh, I had the uh, privilege of attending your uh, annual awards night dinner in November, right around Veterans Mm -hmm. Day. Um, and we got to meet and I, I knew I just had to have you on the show, uh, so that we could get the word out here about your organization and, and what it does. So why don't we just start right there and yeah. tell, tell us about the organization and tell us what it, what it, uh, yeah, is sure. trying to achieve. Sure. Yeah. So veterans, entrepreneurs and leaders, um, we call it VEL for short, you know, VEL Institute. Um, yeah, we got started uh, about seven years ago. It was me and two other people that found the organization and, um, we really just thought about, uh, you know, what are, what are our special gifts that we could bring and do something for the veteran community? And, you know, we, we really looked at, um, we didn't want to start a veteran service organization that was just veterans. Cause we, we saw plenty of those and we just saw, you know, we didn't think that it would be appropriate to kind of have another veteran organization that was just veterans sitting around telling sea stories or war stories or whatever. And so, um, we were really on this kind of, um, journey of like personal development, leadership development, you know, those kind of things. And we thought, you know, we, veterans come back they they want to serve, they want to serve in their communities. They want to serve in their companies. You know, how can we help them do that in a better way? Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where we started with. And then we said, we, we want to bring civilians alongside and we want to have them learn from civilians and have civilians learn from them. And cause we think that's the best way to integrate and to like sure. bring them back to community. And so, um, we started thinking about what, uh, what type of people do we want to have alongside the veterans? We said, we want to have people that have been through different life crucibles that veterans can relate to, and then they can relate to the veterans. And we thought that would be the best, you know, chance to have this integration. Yeah. And so, um, I think when we did that, um, you know, bringing the entrepreneurs and leaders in, we, we thought they have the, they have been through like the life crucibles that have taught them things, um, that we think that they could share with the veteran. And then the veterans can share some of the crucibles that they've been with them and they can kind of understand and relate more to. And so that's why we brought in those three uh, types of people. So the veterans, obviously we had a heart for, and then entrepreneurs and leaders because they've been through crucible experiences where they could have that kind of relation. And so that's where we started. And, um, you know, it's kind of grown, grown from there. And we've, we've kind of changed some of the things that we've offered and stuff and, you know, obviously going through the pandemic. And so um, we're still alive and kicking and um, about to hire uh, another full-time executive director, which we haven't had one of those in three years. So we're excited about that. Great. Well, I mean, that is such an important aspect of, uh, I think veteran life, you know, uh, speaking as a veteran myself and, and, you know, you served, mm-hmm. what was it? Nine years. Yeah. Yeah. Just over nine years. Yeah. As a, as a submariner in the yeah. U S Navy. So that's really cool. Yeah. Um, when you, when you transition from that military life into, you know, civilian life, it's really difficult for a lot of guys. And I think yeah. even if you haven't served out there, you know, you probably have thought about this before, or, you know, somebody who's gone through this, or even if you don't, you can imagine how difficult it is. You know, my entire identity, uh, you know, was wrapped up in the fact that I was staff Sergeant Wingeter. That's who I was. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd spent 12 years in the United States air force. And then I, all of a sudden my, that's what I did for my entire adult life, you know, from 18 to, you know, I was about 30, you know, yeah. and then all of a sudden I'm not that anymore. And yeah. I'm just Mr. Wingeter. And I'm like, what, what does that look like? Who, yeah. who, who is that? Yeah. Um, how did, did that, was that one of the driving factors 
behind this uh, organization that you started? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, you know, I don't think that uh, that was maybe as like conscious mm-hmm. of, of a thought. I definitely went through the same thing. I mean, you know, I, I was a Navy lieutenant. Um, I still remember really well taking my uniform off for the last time and putting it in a locker. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at the the rank insignia on my collar. I remember looking at the the ribbons, you know, on my chest. And I thought, you know, no one, no one's going to know, like no one out in the world yeah. like knows this one and they don't, they don't even know what it means, you know? And, and there was like, there was definitely this sort of like mini identity crisis. And I had already been on a journey of kind of self-discovery, mm-hmm. but that was uh that was a pretty big, um, you know, thing like, who am I if I'm not a submariner? Yeah. And, um, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm really good at driving submarines. Um, but I don't know what to do in the civilian world and yeah. how to translate that. So I had mentors and people come alongside, but I think, I think for me, the big thought, um, process that I've gone through and continue to go through is, you know, identity is different than a role. Mm-hmm. Identity is being is different than doing. And so I think kind of, going through that, you know, who am I, if I could do nothing, mm. I'm still something, there's yeah. still something, there's still some essence to my being and trying to think about, you know, what is that? Um, that's a lifelong question. Um, sure. and one that was extremely terrifying, you yeah. know, <laughs> uh, in like 2009 for me, you know, around 2000, 2009 to probably 2012. But the more I've leaned into that, um, the more comfortable I am in that discomfort of who am I outside of doing. Yeah. I think it's Aristotle. And I've been thinking about this a lot as, as I approach 40 on mm-hmm. January 8th, is mm-hmm. the older I get, the more I know nothing at all, oh, you know, and I can write, but, but it unlocks the world to you because then you're like, well, I'm not expected to know everything, but I can yeah. learn as much as possible yeah. you know, is the way to go forward with. And I think that relates very well. With yeah. what We're saying there. Yeah. I heard, I heard someone say one time, um, the feeling of not knowing is the threshold to wisdom. Yes. You know, and that's, that's kind of, that can be like an unsettling place, like feeling like you don't know, sure. but it's also like kind of cool what happens after that. Cause yeah. you know, you know, you start to know things. Absolutely. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so tell me about this organization and how it all works together and some of the things that and yeah. the impact it's had on the community. Yeah. 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 Um, so kind of, you know, we do, we do a couple of different things and we've done different things in the past. And, um, uh, you know, where we're trying to go is we basically offer courses, um, mm-hmm. to people. That's probably the easiest way to explain it. Um, I do all of the stuff around like personal discovery, like leading self. Um, so, you know, self-awareness, understanding who you are, your life purpose, vision, mission, how you put that into action. Those are the type of things that I teach and do. Um, we've, we've worked with various people in the community to offer like entrepreneur, uh, type courses. So Mm -hmm. whether that's like, you know, how do I put together a legal entity? You know, um, what is a, how do I read, you know, make or read a profit and loss statement? Um, how do I set up a strategy for my small business? Um, how do I do customer segmentation? You know, those kind of things we've offered, uh, complete, you know, course sets, 
uh, to people in the, in the community. And we run about 50% veteran in those courses. I think to date, um, we've touched the lives of over about 550 veterans in the North Houston community nice. um, and beyond. We've had some people even fly in uh, to do some of these courses. Sure. And, um, you know, we've got uh, probably about 1,100 or so um, total. So that's, you know, about, about five, we do about half and half. So about 550 veterans. And then we've worked about another 500 uh, entrepreneurs and leaders in the community. Nice. Yeah. And it's great to connect those people together. It is. then... I think everybody just benefits from it. Yeah. So do you have any personal stories uh, watching something like that happen? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, man, for me, um, I mean, we do kind of like networking events too and have a speaker come and, you know, it's cool to watch connections and you know, I, I may know two people and it's cool to watch that kind of unfold, right? Their relationships and, you know, suddenly people are partnering together with their business or someone's working for someone else now, you know, and like kind of the cool things that happen there. Um, we've got lots of those kind of stories. I think, I think for me, um, watching the, me, it's like doing the coursework. It's like in that small group, you know, mm-hmm. sitting in circle with, you know, seven or eight people and, um, people saying like, you know, I think I've, I'm closer to like why I'm here, why I'm on the earth. Um, you know, I have more joy when I'm with my kids. Um, I love, I can love myself more. I can accept the things that I thought were bad before, but I can accept those things inside of me. Mm. You know, for me, and they're often like, you know, tear filled uh, moments, you know, sitting with people where we've, we've developed a lot of psychological safety and trust to be able to share those kind of things together. Um, for me, those, those are life changing for me just to witness yeah. someone come across their, their, their cells. Yeah. Um, it's really awesome. That, that, and that's super important too. Like, you know, I look at our generation, you know, uh, I was 18 years old when the towers fell. Yeah. You know, I had literally enlisted, uh, and was on the delayed entry program uh, yeah. two weeks before nine 11. Wow. Um, and then I ended up going in February of 2001 to basic training. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that moment I think defined so many lives, uh, especially veterans. Yeah. Um, you know, we have this 20 year long war, um, Mm -hmm. longer than I think any other war in U S history. Um, and so much psychological damage, so much emotional damage. Obviously we have physical disabilities, uh, for veterans, uh, families that, you know, through all the stress and everything like that, that were torn apart Mm -hmm. and to provide a safe space for these guys to come back to and to start a new life and yeah. to really put, you know, because most veterans I know, if they're going to do something, they're all in. And, yeah. and to give them that opportunity is, I think, a very welcome and awesome thing that you guys are doing. Yeah. No, thanks. It's, um, I mean, it's, it's a pleasure. Like for real, like I, yeah. I love doing that work. Um, it, it makes my, my soul come to life. Yeah. So, and these guys too, I mean, I love the, I love the acronym, uh, VEL, mm-hmm. Veterans, Entrepreneurs, and Leaders, because the reality is <laughs> if you're a veteran, you are a leader. And yeah. if you're an entrepreneur, I think you're a leader as well. And to like smash all that together, yeah. uh, you know, is I think a very meaningful um, uh, name yeah. for the organization yeah. because you're, you're calling it exactly what it is, yeah. you know, straight to the point. I like that. Too. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of, I think the founders, you know, we, we weren't that 
you know, creative or pithy with anything. So we were just like, yeah, let's just call it what it is. Yeah. So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. No, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Um, so what does the future hold for the organization? How are you guys uh, planning on growing? Are you planning on just still c- being a, a local Northern Houston yeah. community? Or do you want to grow it larger? Yeah. No, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think that's TBD yeah. uh, really. I think for, you know, for me and working with the the new executive director who will announce here soon, you know, mm-hmm. within like another probably week or so, um, which I'm really excited, you know, I've already been working with him a little bit. Um, I, you know, I think about, uh, I really want to kind of like own the North Houston area mm-hmm. first. Um, but if there's interest in other cities in doing this or spreading beyond North Houston, even in, you know, Houston proper, I mean, I'm hundred percent open to it for me. It's just about going where the demand is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if people in the Northeastern community, if they're aware of it and they want to take part in this kind of stuff, they can. Um, I think for us, it's around, you know, uh, making sure everyone knows about it. like more people knowing about it and we get more people sure. in. Um, but that, I mean, that would be, that'd be fantastic for me to see us, you know, um, kind of putting on consistent courses throughout the year, you know, and touching hundreds of lives, uh, annually would be awesome here in the North Houston. But if someone's like in Chicago or New York or, you know, California somewhere, I mean, wherever, if mm-hmm. they said, you know, they'd be interested in starting a chapter here, like I'd be a hundred percent for that growth strategy. Um, obviously that takes, you know, resources and people's mm-hmm. commitment and stuff like that. But, um, I'm not, I'm not necessarily, um, I don't have like a, I think there's a couple paths we can go, but I'm not necessarily beholden to one of them. Sure. So, and so I'm a veteran. Yeah. Um, and you're offering courses. Yeah. How do I, how do I sign up for one of your courses? Yeah. Yeah. What does uh, that look like? You just go to the website, uh, click on the schedule button and uh-huh. then, uh, it'll come down and say, show you what's going on. So we got a lunch and learn that's happening. I think January, Oh, 11th or 13th. I don't remember. Um, it's on there. Um, and then, uh, I'm taking signups for my course uh, right now. So I've got four seats filled. I'd like to get four more and then we'll get started with that one. Um, so yeah, if you go to the schedule page, you'll see anything there and it'll give you the directions for how to do that. Or you could follow us on, you know, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, you know, and we throw links up there all the time to, to get involved with these things. Is there a cost associated? Yeah, right now we're no, um, if you're a participant, there's no cost. Um, so we've got some really generous donors and we've been able to offer things, uh, to anyone who wants to join uh, for free. So whether that's, that's a yeah, lunch and learn or course, it's uh, been totally free to the, to the consumer. Um, you know, I tell the people that are in my courses, like, I don't, I don't really care about your money. Like I want your heart and your mind, you know, um, and your time, like, that's what I want for this course. Uh, so, um, so yeah, but, um, you know, hopefully we'll be able to continue to do that, you know, with our donors. Um, if, yeah, but there have been times where we've charged, you know, a small amount just to cover costs, you know, sure. some books, materials, you know, meeting spaces, things like that. Um, but yeah, but we, we really strive to keep it as low as possible. On average, how long are the courses? Yeah, What's the time uh, commitment? About 12 weeks, typically. It's, a, you know, maybe an hour a week on average. That's about what it runs. So it's not, it's not really huge. And it's not really a huge commitment of time necessarily. There's probably an hour of pre-work and then you need to do an hour in, in the group, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's really the, the thought that you put into it. So, I mean, um, you know, with, with my course and speaking from my course perspective, I mean, it's, I mean, there's a lot of existential questions that we ask of ourselves. Yeah. And so, you know, you can, you can breeze over that and answer it in 30 seconds, you know, <laughs> or you can spend as much time as you want, you know, contemplating what you want to talk about or what you want to hash out. So give me an example of some of the questions. The yeah, yeah. stuff. Oh man. Um, you know, some of the activities that I do, um, would be, you know, like, uh, one, one thing that I commonly do is have people write, um, 
you know, maybe pick like an age, you know, 90 years old, like, and it's your birthday party. Mm-hmm. And, you know, who's there? What are they saying? What, you know, what are they talking about, about you and your life? Um, you know, uh, sometimes I may say it's your funeral, right? Like you're dead. And what are people standing up and saying? A lot of people tend to gravitate more toward the, the birthday party than the, than the funeral. It's a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. But yeah, you know, you write those things down and then it's like, well, are you doing the things today that's going to get people to say stuff like that about you? Yeah. You know, yes, no. Um, is it the most effective way? Um, you know, people have these awareness of like relationships that they maybe not put as much time into as they want. Um, you know, maybe the things that they wanted to start from a career perspective, but never had the courage to, you know, things like that. So we, you know, we can learn a lot about things like that. Um, I'd say another, another part that we do when I first start the course, we really get into, I try to get people a good understanding of what other is like, what's not you, you know, we all, we all kind of show up in life and, um, you know, before the lights even turned on from like an executive functioning perspective, we've had so much of our culture, our belief system has already been put into us, you know, and for some people, we don't ever examine that for the rest of our lives. We don't examine that. And so, but some people, you know, get to a point where they're agitated and usually in like midlife, it's like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this so hard? You know, I don't really know where does that come from? And so for, for me, it's like, let's figure out what the other is, like what kind of, you know, what culture has been put into you? What belief system has been put into you? Is that really where you're at? Yeah. Or, you know, so we're, we're like kind of challenging like foundational things that can be very uh, anxiety provoking and, um, and, and be fearful. Yeah, no, that's super important. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't know, m- maybe most people out here doesn't don't know this, maybe they do, but your executive function that you're talking about, your your brain is not like fully developed yeah. until you're about 26, 27 yeah. years old. Yeah. Um, and so that is, you know, could be half to a third of your life that, you know, all that stuff has been yeah. sort of preloaded into you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and for you to take time to examine that, I think super important. I think the flip side of that coin and something I'm involved with, uh, you know, trying to be a video influencer, yeah. and creating content and talking about stuff like this is I'm trying to do the sort of the opposite where I'm taking on that culture. And that's why it's so important. What, what I try to do and the various projects that I have going on is I'm trying to maintain that traditional Mm -hmm. culture that, that, you know, Mm -hmm. you and I grew up with that I think is under complete assault right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, I'm sure there's not everything in my culture and everything in my history and, and et cetera, that's quote good, but you know, a lot of it is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but uh, anyway, just to think about those sorts of things, I yeah. think it's really important yeah, for yeah. any person. And to, uh, to your point on the culture thing, you know, it's like I, um, you know, I'll maybe open the bounds of the discussion a bit, but like, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily, I don't know if I would even say any culture is a bad culture. Sure. And I think, I think what, um, what grates at people or causes like that midlife crisis or, you know, anxiety and some of those things that kind of creep up, you know, mental health issues, or we use, you know, uh, our addictions to help soothe ourselves, you know, um, from having to ask these kind of questions. And I think it's about, even if you go back and say, Oh, like this is my culture. Uh, and that's what was put into me. Then it becomes a choice. It becomes a conscious choice. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I just want people to live intentionally and to live consciously and so it doesn't, you know, if something's put into you, you know, uh, whether it's, you know, you don't have to abandon it, you know, it was like, yeah. but I'm choosing that I'm choosing that. And like, 
there's so much agency and power in being able to say that rather than like, this is happening to me, but like I'm choosing this. I love that word, the conscience. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a classical, uh, teacher as well. Yeah. Uh, And so Latin is a super important language for people to learn. You you know, I'm not saying like walk around and speaking Latin, but understand (laughs) the etymology of these words. Sure. Con with science knowledge, so okay. conscience with yeah. knowledge, yeah. you know, and that speaks immediately yeah. to the intentionality that you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, for sure. So that's why I love that stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's good stuff. Yeah, very cool. Um, well, awesome. So if people want to get involved, if they want to, you know, you're, you're a 501c3. Yep. So you can, you know, I know the end of the year is coming up. If, sure. If you want to get uh you know another little tax write-off uh and, and yeah. donate money to this great cause how how would they do that yeah same thing just go to the website we got a donate tab at the top uh, you can just click on that and then you can either you know do a monthly uh donation we've already got some like the prices that are set out there to do that uh, or you can um you know go in and do a one-time donation so yeah or you know you could reach out to me directly um we also do i mean we take checks and things like that too and what is the website yeah. Oh, it's uh, org. And you should see that right below here. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, Charles, I want to thank you so much yeah. for coming. Um, and, uh, you know, keep up the great work and everything that you guys are doing. Cool. You guys have been doing a fantastic job and I love what you're doing. When, in fact, when I, like I said, when I came to the, your uh, awards dinner, mm-hmm. I was like, I got to get this guy on the show and we got to get this promoted a little bit yeah. more because thank you, you know, but I really appreciate you coming on the show. And I wanted to also thank you for your service. Oh, yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely. No, uh, my pleasure for all of it. Um, I'm just really glad that, you know, I've been able to take this walk and find things that bring me to life and feel like they're my calling in life. And, um, so I really do. Um, I'm really, I really feel privileged and grateful that I get to do that work. Um, so thank you for having me here so we can spread the word some more because I know there's people out there that want to do this work mm-hmm. um, and I'd love to, to walk with them in their journey for a little bit. And um, likewise, thank you for your service. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, we will see you next time on our Impolite Company. Thanks for listening to Impolite Company presented by The Doc Line. If you like what you heard, be sure to rate our podcast and leave a five-star review for us.